Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Test. Hello? Rob, you can hear me finally. <laughs> Jesus Word. H. Christ. Do I, do I must have not done my stupid fucking ass? Didn't press com, uh, join computer audio, so that must have been what, what the fuck happened. But, of course, I'm a fucking... Uh, for uh, doing any of this bullshit. All right, good. How's my audio on your end? Oh, your audio is perfect. Your audio is is great. It's, it's suspenseful. No one knows who you are. It's it's great. <laughs> All right, I'll stay on my phone then. Um, yeah, no, it's working fine. But no, um, well, welcome to yours truly show. The uh, I named it the infamous Ice Tea and Meme Show for my you know love of Ice Tea and memes. You know, I love myself a good old fashioned fucking edgy meme and Ice Tea, whether it's from Applebee's Heaven, which we'll get to later. Or Chris, whatever maybe, but this is great. Thank you for being the very first guest on on my show. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it, it's gonna skyrocket, ju- not just myself into immaculate fame, but you as well. They're gonna <laughs> years, years from now when I get that Joe Rogan fucking Spotify money. Like, God damn, this guy Rob Cruz was the first guest. He's he's something. Where this is gonna go in the history books. Yes, sir. But um, no, I I had to have when I was playing this together because I tried this before and. You know, I called it the shooting them breeze with the with no dog and or the big guy, and I created a logo with uh who was who was the fat fuck from SpongeBob who said no pickles, bubble bass, bubble bass. Yes, I put bubble bass on there with a nice yellow square and blue background. That was great, but I was burning myself out because I was doing it every day and the content was stale. So I I quit after about six episodes. But this, I planned it out. I got my list of who I want to come on. I I I wrote some material for the intro that I'll be putting together later, and I listed down so i think this is gonna be good but i i uh i got a lot to discuss with um with you to be on here so let, let's uh let's begin um but like like i said though i i chose you to be on here solely for the fact of, of our dear close friendship working together our love for memes and seeing the edgy side of life and stuff so like, like i said it's, a, it's an honor for you for you to be able to be on here and for you to want to be on here so so thank you once again of course i'm happy to be the first one um what I, what I wanted to get into is how we how we first met um do you remember how that happened was it kind of I feel I as I remember I feel like as though was you know like one of the many one of the many students in high school who I mean obviously I knew you from middle school at where I think it was did you go to Broad Rock or was it just Curtis Corner I moved here and I just went to Curtis Corner so I, I'm sure. So did you did you move here when you did you go to seventh grade at Curtis Corner or just eighth grade or both? Seventh, seventh and eighth. So I probably both. so I, I'm sure I knew of you in eighth grade and when I was in seventh grade, but I I was a fucking student not knowing whatever was going on. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was dealing with Brandon Austin trying not to break into my locker and Daryl Reels. But um, uh, no. So I must have been high school because I think in high school, you know, all all the students who you know are pals with your father and dapping them up by the uh, cafeteria entrance I think after time we, we shared a liking for the NBA and football and whatever it may be and we started getting together but and then once then the glorious times happened where we um where we started working together and, and at first it was a little different and interesting because you were working with the older kids and I, I think with with working there you automatically you start having a bond and I, I, we, we started connecting and then the year after we worked together and that was that was one of the most glorious times of my life that that summer we worked together yeah it was it really was 
And what, 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 what I, why did you want to work? I mean, there was obviously uh, many other jobs that were better paying for <laughs> someone in high school. Um, but what, what, why did you want to, why did you want to join the, uh, the sinking ship that was the discovery camp? <laughs> so I remember this really specifically. So it was probably January of 2018 and I was um, at school with Ryan in the library. He goes, yo, I think I want to be a camp counselor. And I was like, well, sh well, shit, you know, I might want to be one too. Let's work together. And then we both applied and that kind of took off from where we were then. <laughs> and then the, uh, the, rat, the rat started fleeing the ship soon after that. Um, that, that, oh, yeah. that, that was the, that was, uh, that spawned many great things like uh, making fun of Cody and, you know, Applebee's two for 27 or it was two for 20, then two for 22. Then they fucking jacked it up like uh, inflation with two for 25 and two for 27 and the memes and Sam Allen and I took your picture. And that just was, that just was a glorious um, time for, you know, both of us because there were so many funny things, but I, I th and we always, we always shoot the shit, which is why I love you, Rob, dearly more than a lot of other people, because we always shoot the shit about working. It's always great. Even this past year, I, even when you weren't here at the camp and you were at Charlestown, it was, we were still able to shoot the shit and you were still able to, you know, get what we were saying with new stuff. And it was, Interesting, but I, th oh, I think God, one yeah. of my favorite stories was with uh, Liv Chaplin, the, the picture oh. uh, <laughs> on her story. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> remind, remind, <laughs> remind me and the people watching what, what, what uh, was said on the picture. Oh, God. I don't know if I want it. <laughs> oh, God, I <laughs> it was something along the lines of like... <laughs> Oh my god, what was it? I thought it was yo pussy hairy and that stinks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was green. It was something. But I was bawling our ass out. Of course, we were at a meeting, I think, with Tracy at the time with something and before she oh, was bringing her giant um gallon jug of uh diabetic uh Reese's candy. That was, was just... the the worst time to be shown that photo. Absolutely the worst. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know, like uh <laughs> ask whatever whatever it was, like uh the instant or anonymous messages right before that shit blasted off for needy people to have attention on Snapchat. But um, no, it was oh just. Oh my god, yeah. It, it it was it was just I just she was so awful at it, and you know, no offense to her, I don't know if she'll be watching because most people just skip through my stories when I post it, and I don't follow her, and she doesn't follow me anymore. But it was she was just such an interesting person, and going for a father who was a cop, and just it was. Anyways, I don't want to dog her when she's not here to defend herself, but uh. It was just, it was such a great time and there were so many great memories and, you know, antagonizing Ariana and Tess run, trying to run away and bringing her fucking gerbil in a ball like it was a bolt, the bolt movie to camp thinking that was normal and it was, it was um, Cody the conch shell and then when we, then the, when the rat, rat is all out, Rachel, that was, that was a, that, those are some high times, some of my greatest memories that I enjoy. Oh yeah, there was a lot of good ones. And, and a lot there's of good a, ones at those at that camp. There's a lot of good ones, and there are also a lot of a lot of bat, a lot of not so fun ones as well. With uh, always being watched, and uh, our our loyal our, our royal highness herself always uh, making a big deal with things and watching us until we mess up and then jumping on top of us like a uh, wild ravaged dogs. But um, it, it was always a good experience for me, and I always enjoyed working so, so that was that was always great all all those uh field trips especially i think my favorite field trip though besides spring lake and always having to go to the beach with you and 
um, gurgling all that wonderful salt water. But I think the best was though, we went to uh, Airsoft in Wakefield and oh we teamed God. up against all the kids and we were we were hiding behind the walls like it was a storm in the beaches of Normandy and we were <laughs> bullets and bullets and whatever that girl's name was, not Ariana, but uh, you know, the blonde hair were, no, it was Ariana because you went up inside that little building area and you said, sorry, Ariana, and you clipped her right in the face and she started wailing like she was Jimmy, uh, Jimi Hendrix on guitar. Oh my God. Yeah. I felt so bad for that. Cause I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to like shoot her yeah. necessarily, but she kind of freaked out and I felt really bad after that. Um, but no, I, cause I, I remember every now and then when I see the video and I know you took one on your story, but we hide being that alcove in the back and I'm just taking a bullet after bullet and just, it was, it was great. But um, what I want, what I also want to talk about is Applebee's, the historic Applebee's, a place that, you know, we went, started going to through work. We first started going with me, you, Ryan, and uh, Leah. And um, then we started going to that weekly and the, uh, once a week, once every other week. And what, for the viewers to know, why is there such amazement and love and passion for us and myself through to Applebee's? What is so mo- interesting about that place? I don't know. I, you know, it feels like it's a staple in South Kingstown, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, high school, it was like McDonald's and like everyone meet yeah. at McDonald's. Kind of, I feel like it's one of those kind yeah. of things where it's like, yo, let's like all just go to Applebee's and hang out. Yeah. And I, I mean, like it was, it's, it's just, it's, and it's not like the food's like out of this world. It, it's, it's decent food, regular food. And it's one of the only few things that have survived forever in the commons. But the service isn't too bad. But the thing of them all, Robin, you know what it is. Tell tell them what the two best things at Applebee's is. The two for twenty seven and the boneless wings. The boneless wings. You can eat the four cheese mac and cheese, but Noel Dog always gets the bone the um, riblets, the <laughs> yes, honey sir. barbecue riblets. Never finishes them. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just, and I love that because it's the only thing I go there, and everyone else, a lot of people, you know, change what it is. But I always get that because I'm a loyal customer and. I think what I think the highlight was the last time we went all together to Applebee's um, was when this past summer when I wanted to get to 227 or 222 whatever it was and no one wanted to get it so it's sad boy hours and I got two I got an order of riblets an order of chick uh, uh, buffalo chicken tenders with the sauce and then boneless wings on top of that and everyone was like uh everyone was like uh I don't know they were amazed like they saw some uh it get out of the cage like and it was it was unbelievable oh my god yeah the same thing actually happened to me a couple years back i was starving so i was like i'm just gonna get like two two meals it was like the classic burger or something like that and then like the four cheese the four cheese mac or whatever and i ate both of them entirely in the the waiter comes back and goes, wow, like, that's actually pretty impressive that you did that. <laughs> and I was literally was like on the verge of throwing up. <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a throat of acting like you're uh, the over confusion, like Cody. Um, yeah. The meal. Um, I remember the also last time we were there, and even though we were talking to Uncle Ruckus and that his oh, show, we were, also, we were constantly trying to get them to change to the NBA bubble playoffs for Miami Heat, and they always have, for some reason, they always have some quality stuff on, but not. But um, speaking of NBA, what do you make of the NBA uh, free agency with, uh, you know, teams? Uh, I forget who it was. Was it? It was Gordon Hayward, yours truly, um, signing 120, what was it, $120 million for four years? Yep. <laughs> what, what do you think of that contract, Rob? Uh, 
that's I mean good for his agent because I mean his agent definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for trying for getting that. <laughs> but mm, I'm I wouldn't have paid him that much. I wouldn't have to be honest, and it's unfortunate because he came to the Celtics thinking you know he's going to be that one or two guy, and the injury happened, which gave room for Tatum and Brown to grow, which ultimately he had to take the back seat on, and you know he's kind of put himself in a place where he keeps getting injury prone and ultimately, you know, do you see, do you see his time though? At, so I'm, 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 what I'm getting from this is that you don't see his time there as, you know, productive or really beneficial for himself or both sides. No contract wise. No. I mean, he was a great help with like veteran veteran leadership, but the money we were paying him and the stats he was putting up, you know, it doesn't really line up. But like I said, it's not his fault because the injury took place, which gave time for Tatum and Brown to really grow. And then it was a move that we probably all saw coming. Well, it, 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 I, it's, you always see in the NBA, you see a lot of mediocre, shitty players get these massive contracts. You see that, you know, with uh, – why am I forgetting his name for uh, – um, uh, you, you see that for Houston when they signed um, uh, Ryan Henderson and the other guy who's still on the team. Why am I forgetting my own team? Um, Who's the guy that shoots the three who's bald on Houston? Uh, not P.J. Tucker. Uh, no. What's his face? Eric Gordon? Yeah, Eric Gordon. You see, like, those two players got signed to a massive deal, and they haven't – Ryan Anderson did nothing for the team, and uh, Eric Gordon's done hasn't done a whole, much, whole lot besides shoot the ball. But um, he, I, I always wonder why a lot of these players get these big contracts when they're not the LeBron James or um, Anthony Davis or, you know, Giannis of the – of the league. Yeah, I think it's because they play a big role, like a role player essentially. Yeah. So they just want to kind of keep him around, or, you know, like to cater to, you know, the all-star player like James Harden, who yeah. kind of fits well and that they're used to playing with. Well, you, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it to a certain degree. I, then again, I don't know, but Atlanta, Atlanta's been signing some uh, players to help round out their team. They got, they signed Danilo Gallinari. They signed, uh, what else did they sign? Um, Rondo. Rondo. And they got, they still got Clint. They got um, Bogdanovich from uh, yes, Kings. And they, and they got, uh, they still have, why am I fan that guy who you or I beat? Um, Trey Young. Trey Young. And they got John Collins. Yeah, they're, they're around, well rounded team that I think might make the step up. But I mean, who knows? It's an, it's an interesting step up. But uh, it's always weird. It'll be interesting this year with, the sudden so quickly uh new NBA season coming in in a few weeks which is right around the corner yeah it's crazy um but uh what else oh what about what are your thoughts about uh Denver Denver uh the Broncos switching to the NFL with their uh wide practice squad wide receiver coming to the game to get a shellacking by the oh, uh, Saints God. All I'm saying is I made sure in fantasy this week I put all my Saints players in that lineup <laughs> I I take advantage of that easily. I knew it was going to be a giant shit show. So I mean, the, I mean grant, granted, the, the the Saints are a great team, and they're always a good team until they choke in the playoffs. But, oh God, yeah. Um, it's shame on the Denver Broncos for not having any one of their fucking four quarterbacks to to be able to play, and they had to get a practice squad player who switched to wide receiver, who was converted to wide receiver, and then hadn't played any real college football at quarterback. I mean. What are you thinking, Vic Fangio? Like, I, I just I, – I, I don't get it. I don't understand it either. But, you know, it's it's tough these times. So they had to make do with what they got. 
I mean, we all pretty much knew either way if they had Drew Locke or that guy. It was pretty much the Saints game anyways. I, I don't have enough faith on Drew Locke. I just I, I don't say what's amazing about him. It's, just, it's like a Herbert for uh, the Chargers. The Chargers suck, and they always have. And it just – I just – I don't get it. But the, the playoffs will be interesting with all the COVID stuff and all these teams because I was watching this guy on Twitch – or watching this guy on Twitch last night, and he was – I have to agree with him because he was saying how the NFL playoffs, the season, it's kind of level on both sides besides, you know, the Steelers going defeated. But it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see um, how this winds up in the next few weeks into the uh, playoffs. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. It'll be interesting, say, like, you throw Kansas City in there, obviously, and then, you know, a big player, say, like Travis Kelsey, gets the virus. And then now if the NFL, do you have them play that, like that big playoff game or that Super Bowl game? Or do you postpone it for two weeks to make sure the playing field is even? You know, there's going to be a lot of criticism each way. How, how about, speaking of Kansas how about that? The top three receive, leaders in receiving are um, DK Metcalf, Seattle, I think Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Kansas City has two receivers in the top three for receiving. So, so I think there's a good chance that they win it again this year. Oh, yeah. I like their chances a lot. Um, but you never know, you yeah. know? Um, now, I'm going to I want to switch to a little entertainment, our, our, our favorite topic, entertainment. Um, I'm going to share my screen right now. And um, – Let's see if this works on a desktop and then share. Uh, open preferences. Oh, this is going to be great. All these settings are going to show up. Um, let's do this. Allow that. Oh, that's great. So I can't share screen. So I'm going to play a video. And if you can hear it, uh, just listen. We'll, we'll talk about it after. So here's the first video. You hear it? Unfortunately, no, I cannot. Ah, uh, well, it was. Uh, we can always do it another time because I'm not going to do this now. But I, I had some, uh, some clips for uh, the show on this, but it kind of does away with um, what I'm trying to do. Since like I'd have to quit and then um, redo this. Um, but what, what I want to talk about is um, is our our favorite genre of of movies and, and Rob share with share with the people watching what what our favorite genre to talk about movies is oh my god pretty much anything with Robert De Niro or Joe Pesci anything yes. like that those the gangster movies Godfather yes. Casino Goodfellas Goodfellas as they say ever since like I remember I always wanted to be a good fella then it starts playing <laughs> Frankie Valley. Um, oh yeah. But I, I think though by far though the best and our favorite and most talked about at thing at the water cooler is that vice scene. Oh my god. Um, I, 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 I forget I forget the guy's name. I think it was Chucky's uh, Joe Pesci. Remember Joe Pe Joe Pesci says to the guy, Chucky, I'm gonna I'm putting your hand in a fucking vice now. You better <laughs> tell me what I'm doing. I'm gonna squeeze your fucking head like a melon. <laughs> And it's, it's always it's that's always a staple at work. And we say, I'm I'm gonna put him through a vice, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna vice you real quick. And um, be, yeah, for Charlie M. Yes, Charlie M. Tell me the name, Charlie M. You motherfucker! What is this, Charlie M? Who is Charlie M? And he squeezes and squeezes till his great shaped looking head uh, pops. What do you think the, the the interest and amazement in 
wonder is and Joe Pesci and why he's such a memorable and often quoted character actor? Uh, you know, I think he just stands out in all those movies with Robert De Niro. He plays like, you know, this guy with little man syndrome who has like a really, really short fuse. And it's pretty much his dynamic through all the movies. And I personally like that a lot. I think he's a great character. I think he does a great job in all his movies. So, you know, he always stands out to me. I always enjoy watching his movies, no matter what role he's in, even at Home Alone when he's not like that. <laughs> um, no, who, who can't love Home Alone? But the, I think with Joe Pesci, though, and a lot of those actors, um, Robert De Niro, uh, Ray Liotta, who looks awful, who's on the Chantix commercial. My name is Ray Liotta, and I've been using Chantix. Looks like he's got plastic surgery, but um, they all know guys in the mafia, so they all know how to perfectly act, and that's what they good at. And the, the thing is, though, I, I think I think though Robert De Niro is well versed in other roles compared to the others. But I think Joe Pesci he's just he he could swear a million times. All he could do was swear, and people would love him because he's such a hothead. A freak that has acts all tough and is all word and action, just like when he kills uh Frank Vincent's character uh uh Billy Bass in the uh, bar um, where he says go get your shine box kid and he beats the living yeah. hell and he cuts him like a uh, fish with his mother's uh butcher's knife and it, it, it's sort of like Liam from Camp where he he's a small person but he acts tough and he he brings a giant presence to it and you're so captivated by him and his roles and what he does because you, you can't get enough of me even in the even in the extremely long overly long movie being um what, why am i forgetting the name of it that he was just in with robert de niro and al pacino um on netflix it was like three hours long why am i forgetting the name um oh is it was, is that the one where they go to prison and they're old yeah why am i forgetting the oh. name of it um I'm I'm drawing a blank too, but I know but what you're it, talking about. Even with that movie, though, he was so amazing in it because his he he could play it so well. And he was aging. I mean, obviously, he's not a spring chicken anymore, but he was able. That, I think personally, that was one of his better roles because he he played it so well and so serious. He didn't need to talk that much. He was so quiet and cerebral that he was so perfect for it. And I I, I like the end when Robert De Niro's character, um, Frank Sharon, I think his name is yes, and Joe Pesci's character are. In the uh, in the dining hall area of the um, uh, prison, and he can uh, he's like acting like he's part of the uh, the uh, wheelchair race where he's arm shaking and he's uh, eating the bread and he can't help it because his false teeth are gonna come out. But um, he's just he's such an amazing actor and he he can retire now finally fully. You know, I, I think I told you this. He's he's a he's a famous singer, Joe Pesci. Really. Yes, he's he played in the movie um, Cousin Vinny. He he came with like oh, a yeah, yeah. like a pop rap almost type of album where he um, sang as Cousin Vinny. Then he came out with a few more um, albums. So he and he's also a phenomenal golfer. But um, now he's 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 really he's really interesting. Um, compared though to his friend Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci is not that big of a big of a person involving involving himself, especially recently with politics. You've seen Robert Neer do that a whole lot, and we've discussed it quite a bit here in the current election and what's going on. And just as as, uh, as um, they say, and um, as Uncle Vernon and Harry Potter says, justice has been served. Uh, <laughs> the uh, we have prevailed. There, sunny days are here again, as Brian Wilson says in his songs, "Happy days." And 
Boy, it, it feels sweet, doesn't it, Rob? Yeah, it does. It, it's crazy, too, because, you know, we pretty much thought he was going to get it. But unfortunately, you know, came back and, and bit him. Oh, yeah, I've been riding the giant fucking orange fat ass that Trump has. But I was, I have to agree with you, I was relatively nervous. I was ex- not relatively, extremely nervous with the results because, you know, especially what happened with last election, although it was an official, you know, Trump got help. But there are so many people that, you know, were corrupted, whether it be from Trump himself and the bullshit he was spewing on Fox News or his minions and other people who were paid off as actors to speak falsehoods or, you know, his his uh, dripping vampire of a Laura Giuliani and his eyeball staring <laughs> self on Fox News saying whatever the hell it was with his false teeth that he's got. And it was just, it was so scary because he captivated so many people and promised so much. And he, people were so, like, they were praying to him like it was all of it. If people were praying to Trump, like we prayed to Applebee's, it was just, it was just unbelievable. And I was just so sick and tired, especially the last year and a half, two years. Of all the people, you know, we know who went to school with and stuff like that, of people who were just posting stuff that had no merit or um, correct information towards um, you know, people that your age that you went to high school with, and it's just so ridiculous. And it's like, what are you doing? Look what this man has done to you. And the thing is, if it was switched the other way, Biden would be the worst person ever. But it's just, I'm so happy. And, you know, good days are ahead. You know, we're going to get a vaccine. More companies are getting out. It's just, it's, it's, it's looking for the country. We're going to restore our image. Yeah, it is looking, everything is looking up so far, essentially. Uh, from what I heard on the radio this morning, um, Dr. Fauci or whatever, and the lead person in charge for Operation Warp Speed said everyone or everything should be pretty much good to go vaccine-wise by June or May area. So pretty much over 75% of the population of the U.S. would have taken the vaccine or it would be available at CVS and Walgreens by then. So yeah. things are looking pretty good. It's just, it's, I was, I was saying this in my, in my um, intro for this that I'll be, you know, putting together, and I was, I was trying to, you know, be comical to a certain extent with making jokes, you know, trying to be the comedian, the huge comedian I am on YouTube, especially during the uh, phase of my life where the Kios trolled my account and made me take it down, but um, I was saying how, you know, it, it's, Trump is a big time bragger, and he, he, he was, he's bragging about, you know, the virus, the, the, uh, the uh, the uh, cure or whatever you want to call it, the um, shot is out there, and he, it's all because of him, and he's bragging about the economy. And I, I find it amazing, though, after going one for 31 in court, worse than Shaquille Neal shooting a three-pointer um, this <laughs> past weekend, having Rudy Giuliani, like I said, his dripping um, zombie vampire as his lawyer this past week, he still thinks that even if he wins this or he doesn't, he's still going to win in 2024. And I just – I find that amazing. That, that he thinks he can win because there's the, he's got the same chance of winning in 2024 as the Browns have a chance of ever winning a Super Bowl in the next four years. Yeah, I mean, he also might be too. I don't know how old he is. I know he's up there, but also depends on his health. I feel like, and also if a strong Democrat runs against him, like oh, especially yeah. someone say like uh, you know AOC, right? The, yeah. Yeah, so, like, she's big, like, with our generation, and our generation's only getting older, and by then, pretty much a good majority of our generation will be old enough to vote and say she does run for the Democratic, you know, uh, presidency. You know, she has a lot of support behind her, like, a lot of support. 
Well, it's also, I mean, there will also be a lot of strong Democrat candidates. I mean, you also got Andrew oh, yeah. Yang. He'll probably come back. Tulsa Gabbard, the Democratic communist that she is. And you got uh, Vi- Vice President Harris that will probably run. But he just, he said, I think he's 73, 74 now. He'll be, in four years, he'll be what Biden is now, 77, 78 years old. I just, and his health, he doesn't, he, he lies about his health. And you could see when he walked down the ramp at the Army uh, graduation, or West Point graduation, that he was struggling. And, Struggling to breathe when he came back from the hospital early to the White House. It, it, I don't, I don't see it. I think it's going to be interesting. Unfortunately, uh, the Democrats didn't flip the uh, Senate. That's okay because they still have the House and they still have the plastic zombie herself and Nancy Pelosi leading the Democrats in the House. So <laughs> it'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, the free agency will be interesting. NFL season. It's just and next, next time when we do this, hopefully I'll have those clips to play because those will be great to laugh at and react to but um with that being said i mean i don't know if you you want to talk about anything else on here um but that's that that's what i have on on my notes for this episode um is there anything else you you want you feel like we should discuss here on this episode nothing that comes to mind right now but obviously when i come back i'll definitely jot down some stuff to be more prepared but as of right now we pretty much covered everything mainstream and yeah. stuff that appeals to us. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm trying to think of, it's just, it, it's, it's interesting, but no, with that being said, I, I want to, you know, thank you for coming on and being the first guest. This was really great, um, you know, to have you as the first guest means uh, more than you will know. Um, this podcast, I'll probably upload it Friday, and I'll edit it tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday, and upload it Friday morning, so everyone can do it, and the six people who follow the Instagram account for the 18 people for the Instagram account and then nine people who view the story can see it and my other account people can skip through seeing it because not a lot of people watch it but we'll, we'll, I'll upload it Friday and I'll let you know what that but you know thank you for coming on this was great I, I had an enjoyable time laughing with you thanks for having me it was quite an honor to be here of course um so yeah catch catch follow the Instagram account the iced tea and meme show with Noel dog on Instagram and the same for Twitter and YouTube and We'll catch you another time. Thank you, Rob. Thank you.